we're just doing it. It's the intense countdown. Super intense countdown. How am I more nervous now? Uh, right? Same. If you if it just <laughs> okay. clicked and not done anything, uh, I would have been fine. Totally. All right. We're doing this. We're doing this. Welcome to Two Girls Who Scare Easily. I'm Andy. And I'm Katie. <laughs> and this is our first episode. <laughs> this is our first episode. Can you tell? It's our first episode. Um, cool. Hi. What's up? Hi. How's it? Uh, how's it going? Oh, you know, pretty good. I'm very nervous about this. We're doing it though. We're doing it's it. Good. We're, it's good. We're amazing. We're amazing. So, what is this podcast about? Uh, it's about spooky things and weird things and whatever we feel like talking about, really. But we also scare easily, hence the name of the show. It's true. So it should be pretty fun. We're basically just going to tell each other stories to try and scare each other. Yes. In the daytime, from the comfort and safety of our own homes. Relative. Specifically our closets. Specifically the closets. It's free sound equipment. Man, it's free soundproofing. What could be better? Um, Cool. Andy. And we get to hide from all the scary things. And we get to hide yes. from all the scary things. Andy, would you like to start the introductions and tell us about yourself and where you are from and where you live and what made you want to do this podcast? Because it is your brainchild. It is. It's been my brainchild for like two years now, but I needed the proper co-host. Um, so thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that you agreed. So, I'm Andy. I'm from Nebraska originally, and I made a few stops along the way, but ended up here in Colorado, uh, specifically kind of Denver area. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have lived here since 2009, so that's like a long time, but I feel like I haven't traveled I haven't explored Colorado as much as I would like to and there's a lot of really interesting stuff in this state and it's very weird it's a very weird state I don't think that we get enough credit for that um I like you am a podcast addict and I don't feel like we get our share fair share of the space just for the amount of weird and spooky stuff that happens Mm -hmm. here so I wanted to research it, and that made me want to talk about it. Awesome. How about you? Where are you from? Okay. Where do you live? Why did you agree to join me? <laughs> um, I, I am originally from California, northern California, just, just to put it out there. Um, and I also had a bit of a roundabout way to come to Colorado I was not born in California. I was born in Florida, but I spent all of my childhood, all of my teen years in California. And then I moved from California to Arkansas when I was 16. And that was a culture shock. And yeah, that sounds jarring. It was quite jarring. Then I ended up moving from Arkansas to Colorado in also 2009. So we got here the exact same year. And now I'm, and now I'm here and I love it. Also in the Denver, Boulder area, front range, I'm more, I guess, Boulder area, but it's all, it's all one big urban 
blob, I suppose. Exactly. It's all grown together. Yeah, it's all grown together. And I also think our state is super weird, and I am a podcast addict and a history nut and a weird spooky bitch, and I'm a massive nerd who has to hyper-focus and research on things that I find interesting, and like you, I think the state is super interesting, and I love talking about it, and I don't think it's talked about enough more. Plus, I had all of this up till now, completely useless, extraneous information about weird shit in Colorado, and I didn't have anywhere to put it. There was, right? there was nowhere for it to go. Yes, we need an outlet. So you asked, and I thought, well, this is going to be really fun and interesting because you are also really fun and interesting. Oh, thank you. So, like, fuck it. Yeah. It turns out I really like making podcasts. Nice. I think it's super fun. Yeah. I'm glad. That's me. Okay, do you remember how we met? It's a pop quiz. I know it was at a... I know it was at a party, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. No, yes. It was... It was definitely at a party. As far as I remember, <laughs> it was 2019, and I hosted a plant swap party. Yes. <laughs> and Sarah brought you. Yes! The plants... Because I went... I went with Sarah because she was like, hey, do you want to get you want to get some free plants? Yes, always. Um, oh, that was super fun. Plus, she was like, that's my friend Annie, Aww. and she's really cool, and you're going to love her. And she was right. You were also very you cool. You are super cool. <laughs> you had green hair at that time, I remember. And you were always talking about how you wanted I, to start a I, Doctor I, Who podcast, which you now have. So also check out that one. And I did. Oh, yeah. We can do... Uh, when the in the shout outs later where we have our okay. call to action i'll plug it or not if we want this to be a separate space i'm fine with that too no it's fine i don't mind we can okay cross contaminate cross market <laughs> cross contaminate the plant exchange party oh we need to i know that it's winter now but i would love to do one of those again because i'll always need more plants we probably could usually i try and do it in the spring like when people are starting yeah. their gardens but mm-hmm. I didn't have the time or energy this year, so maybe we'll do a this winter one. Wild. It'll just be like house plants. Yeah, anything that can grow super easy indoors. I moved all of my herbs indoors. Nice. So fingers crossed that they turn out. Uh, we got kittens in June, and they've been killing all of my plants. <gasps> oh no! They finally stopped, but yeah, they killed like they were half eating of my all plants. Of them. <laughs> they were oh. eating them. They were using them as litter boxes. <laughs> they were just knocking them over. Oh, biscuits. Yeah. Sweet babies. They're lucky. They're very cute. Yeah. What kind of cats are they? Uh, they're farm cats. <laughs> so one is like a tabby color, and then the other one is calico. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. But they were born on my mom's co-worker's farm. So we got free kittens. Oh. And they're very cute. They're very sweet. Did you mean to keep them? Or was it like, we'll foster I them did. and then... Okay. No, we were looking for kittens. Like, yeah. well, we were looking for a kitten. And then I kind of just informed Ken. He wasn't sure he wanted one. And <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I was like, I got him to agree to get one after Christmas. And so then I just started buying cat supplies. And he's like, well, I guess now we have to. 
Yeah. And then yes, we're getting one. And then my mom was like, hey, my coworker just had kittens. Um, this was in like April. And so she sent us pictures and I sent them to Ken. And he's like, well, we should probably just get two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Twist I mean, my arm. They're so cute. You can't you can't split them up. Right? Now they have a friend to play with. Yes. Oh, oh, that's so cute. We tried one cat. We might try again. But it was an adult cat, so it just ended up being. It had some behaviors that just didn't jive with us. And, I mean, it's, it's a cat. It's no fault of its own. But it just did not work. And the rats were absolutely terrified. Oh, I believe that. Terrified. Like, they would not move in their cage. And so for me, I was like, okay, that's... And the cat was, like, looking at them. Like, stalking them. I was like, okay, you're old enough that we can't train this out of you. And, like, that's not going to fly. We got the rats first. It's just not... Not right now. We might try a kitten again. That's fair. I have um, the hookup now. If you... if, yeah. Thank you. Good to know. Because if we get all of them young, then the the young, like the baby rats and the kitten won't think to like right. see each other as predator and prey. You sort of, you know, you train them like just exactly. leave them alone. Just ignore it. Dogs, they're absolutely fine <laughs> with. Dogs don't even phase them. They're like, hey, man, whatever. I think they look at dogs just like really big rats. Maybe. So they're just like, okay, cool. But yeah. Now that being said, I have I have two rats, listeners, in case you didn't know. Gracie and Frankie. Oh, that's cute. And I love them. I love rats. Rats are adorable. They're such great pets, and they're really fun to watch play. Usually when I tell people, like when I've told people at work, that I have rats, you can see them pause because they're trying to not go like, ill. Yeah. Um, I've had a few people, most of the time, the general public is like, oh, ew. I'm like, these aren't like feral, like street rats that I just grabbed <laughs> from a sewer. They are domesticated. <laughs> like, they're an actual pet. So rat haters out there get educated right i'm i'm just a fan for like the underdog animals the animals people hate i just mm-hmm. i love them especially bats i love bats oh, yeah. so much uh, oh it's so cute it was socially acceptable to get a pet bat i would instantly have them right i'd have a bat and a fox and rat oh yeah all of the weird things because bats are just bats are sky puppies. They are. They are so cute. They're so cute. <laughs> I yeah. Sky I love bats. puppies. Sky puppies. Oh. Well, now that we've established we love weird things, mm-hmm. um, do you want to get started on telling our listeners? Because I'm manifesting that we're gonna have like bunches of them. So this is going to be for posterity's sake. Yes. Would you like to tell our listeners what got you into spooky stuff? So I grew up in a weird family. First off, shout out. Love my weird family. Um, Dope weird family. Yeah. Uh, But we also grew up in a haunted house. (laughs) 
So, okay. I remember some things happening when I was probably like nine ish. Um, and it was during the summer we had a babysitter and we'd like hear people walking down mm-hmm. the hallway cause we had like a walkout basement. And so the basement was where we hung out. Cause that was like our family rec room area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'd hear people like walking down the hallway when nobody was there. We came home one day and the door from our kitchen to our garage was like open. And that was really weird. Weird. Uh, and, like, you know, as a kid, you're just like, okay, well, it's kind of like a game. And you're like, maybe it's not actually mm-hmm. real, you know. And then I was uh, at home with my brother and my mom, and we were all sitting in the basement watching TV. And we heard my dad get home and walk down the hall. And so my mom went up to say hi to him. And then she came down yeah. and we're like, where's dad? And she's like, oh, he's not home yet. And I was like, well what was that noise then? And she's like, yeah, then who the fuck was that? And she's like, oh, by the way, we curse. And we talk about spooky things. So if you're not on board with that, you can. Oh, yeah. In case you, in case you did not realize by my instant use of profanity. That is the kind of show we're on. Good Lord. Um, Anyway. So I'm like, welcome to it. Yeah. So I'm like, what was that? And she goes, it was the cat. (laughs) I'm like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, the cat sounds. Your cat's paws. My average, like a full grown exactly. Man. My average size cat sounds like my six foot former marine dad walking down the hallway. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Adds up. Yes, of course. Doesn't everyone's cat wear super heavy boots and just totally, totally? So that was about the time when I was like, okay. Mom doesn't believe in this. I'm just, I'm just not going to tell her. Uh, but then as I got older, especially in my teenage years, uh, things kind of started escalating. So you would, you would hear people walking. Okay. You would also see people walk down the stairs. And then like, when you looked back, they were, there was nobody there. Um, yeah. We had times where the basement kind of, it looks like it filled with mist. Like it got kind of like foggy and weird. There were like weird vibes. Mostly it was centered around this room we had in the basement, which was our guest room originally. Well, it was our playroom when we were kids and then it was our guest room. And then I moved my bedroom down there when I was like 14. And Mm -hmm. so it all kind of centered there. I, at night I would like hear people talking. I, um, I saw like the black on black shadows. Um, and then like my closet would occasionally just start smelling like mold for no reason. And Weird. I had one wall, the wall with the closet, where if I hung a mirror on that wall, it would get black streaks through it. It was insane. Yeah, it was Oh hell no. It got real oh, spooky. Hell no. <laughs> like I I do not fuck with mirrors doing weird shit. Mirrors Mm-mm. are terrifying. They're terrifying. Mirrors are Mm-mm. Mm-mm. but yeah so and this wasn't just like me experiencing this stuff my brother saw some of it um but my friend saw a bunch and like at one point mm-hmm. me and my best friend claire uh we named our ghost bob which yeah. turned out to be a bad idea because then everything just got worse <laughs> 
Um, yeah. I'm like, I don't even. Don't give him a name. You can't. He's just giving him power. You don't. Don't even acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. Just be like, huh, that's crazy. But we were stupid teenagers. Uh, of course. I just remember at one point, I don't even remember what he had done or how we did this. But Bob was really freaking us out one day. I'm pretty sure it was during the summer again. We were home all day alone. And so we somehow decided we had trapped him in like a Kleenex box and we put him in the freezer. <laughs> and I just remember... Uh, my mom got home okay. and she's like, why is there an empty Kleenox box in our freezer? We're just like, Bob mm-hmm. was scaring us. Bob was being naughty. I don't remember the logic of it. I just remember it happening. So then what happened to the Kleenox box? I don't remember that either. You just left it in there? We took it out okay. at one point. But so anyway, yeah. like, so I moved out, obviously, for college. I moved away. And eventually my parents moved And I had kind of, I don't know, I kind of talked myself out of believing it, right? Um, I was like, you know, Mm -hmm. we were just, we were imaginative, weird teenagers who made up stories. Or, like, I thought maybe, I've heard that poltergeist activity is often associated with, like, big life changes. So when you're, you know, going through puberty Mm -hmm. or going through menopause, that can manifest in these ways. And so it's like, well, maybe I was just causing it all myself. Maybe it's not real. Yeah. But then when I was in my early twenties, I was talking to my mom on the phone and somehow this came up and like all these stories came out and she's just like, why didn't you ever tell me? I was like, well, I didn't think you would Mm -hmm. believe me because of the cat incident. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, Yeah. And she's like, no, when you guys were five, well, when you, I was five and my brother was three, when she, when you were five, you were down in that room because it was your playroom and me and your dad were upstairs and you guys came running upstairs going, grandpa, grandpa. And we're like, what? And we're like, we saw grandpa. He looked in the playroom to check on us. Where is he? And apparently from the time I was five, I saw this old man ghost in our house and I did not remember any okay. of this, but I was like, okay, so yeah, it was real cool 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 yeah <laughs> you're not crazy you're not, not crazy. crazy I'm not crazy my current house is not haunted thankfully yeah that's probably better yeah so that would be a little less adventurous but better yeah it's less terrifying yeah that that might be that might be good nobody has to worry about like waking up and seeing anything um Right, I sleep better, generally. Mm-hmm, 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 but, you know. So did you ever do any, like, research into the house? Like, what year was it built or anything like that? I kind of tried to. It was, like, it wasn't a super old house. It was probably built in, like, the 80s. Okay. Um, and before that, it would have just been farmland because it was in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom thinks it was the spirit of the farmer who lived there. Okay. We have no evidence of this, but. Yeah. And he didn't seem like, I don't know. When I was a kid, she called me down. She's like, it's just a grandpa ghost. He's just checking to make sure you guys are okay. And after that, mm-hmm. I was fine with him. Yeah. It was just when I got older that things started getting spooky again. So I don't know. Yeah. Huh. 
That's super interesting. Maybe I mean, it would make sense if he was like, hey, man, I used to work this land. I used to live here. Like, I'm just here. This is this was my home. I'm just here. It'd be interesting. I don't think we ever talked about it with the neighbors, but it'd be interesting if like he hunted multiple houses because that was all his land. Yeah, it was all of it. I mean, that's like a haunted neighborhood. It's like a bougie ghost thing. Yeah, he's like, I have multiple houses that I have. (laughs) It's not just one. I have my everyday home. I have my winter home. I have my vacation home. If I were a ghost, that's exactly what I would do. I'd haunt. Totally. I'd have a vacation haunt. Exactly. Be the bougiest ghost. So bougie. Because money doesn't matter anymore. It's not real. It's not real in the first place. It's, yeah. (laughs) It's not real now. Um, But. It's not real now, but it still rules our world. So. Yeah. Like, I don't have to pay for anything. I'm dead. That would be me. I feel like that would be some Hallmark movie. Right. Now. Like a. Like a Halloween Hallmark movie, a ghost that goes on vacation and then meets like the love of their next, the love of their afterlife. Oh my God. Two ghosts who fall in love on vacation. Oh my God. I'm trademarking that. <laughs> Trademark Katie. You're the love of my afterlife. Oh, I love it. See, I went a different direction and oh. I was like, that's the next. Uh, installation in the National Lampoons series. <laughs> It'll be Ghost Vacation. That's a really good idea. Ghost fake National Lampoons Ghost Vacation. Exactly. Oh, yes. I like that one too. We could do both. They're totally different. Right? We're just going to have a whole series of different Ghost Vacation movies. Something for everyone. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, How about you? What got you into spooky things? Let's see. Oh. Oh dear. What didn't get me into spooky things? Um well, I also came from a weird family. A different type of weird. A different like an offshoot. We we never lived in a haunted house. We did live in kind of a weird house. Um but it, I came from more of the, um, my family dabbled in being in a cult <laughs> for a second. So here's how, so here's how it went down. Okay, thank you. I was like, I'm going to need this story. Please do not leave me hanging, which is yeah. bad. <laughs> it'll, it a little bit, they dabbled in cult. I mean, just a little um, light cult action. Yeah, like a little bit, a little bit of a light cult action. So, frame of reference, my dad was a pastor when I was growing up. That was his job. Uh, Lutheran Missouri Synod, in case anybody wants to know. So, very traditional, very conservative, very ritualistic. Like, that's it. It's Lutheran. Like, Lutheran is pretty, pretty diehard. Um, And... When he got remarried after my mom passed away when I was a kid, she passed away when I was seven, my father got remarried. I'm so, so sorry. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so he married my stepmother. That's a whole other thing. All of it will end up coming out in bits and pieces because it veers into like the, 
bizarre. That whole, my whole childhood was a little bizarre. Um, so he married my stepmom and she went from being like religious E to suddenly she found the writings of this woman named Rebecca Brown. If anybody is into like satanic panic, cult leader type stuff, if you don't know who Rebecca Brown is, please look it up. This that woman was straight up batshit. Fucking bananas. She was <laughs> fucking bananas. Um so Rebecca Brown who has since passed away, her husband is still alive and he is still running their cult uh, called Harvest Warriors. <laughs> um, well, that's a full good name. on. That's a good name for a cult. Full on satanic panic. Straight up, like, all of the cartoony assumptions and understandings of or like presuppositions of like satanism and the occult and magic and witchcraft they subscribed to all of it and more so rebecca brown wrote two books and my stepmom started reading them got very 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 into them and was buying all of her uh, teaching materials. So like the videos that she made talking about how to protect yourself from the Church of Satan, which of course had embedded itself into Christianity and a number of churches that churches were actually fronts for Satanist cults. So you know, pastors. Of yes, yes, of course. So they would say that they were of God, but they actually weren't. And so all of the worship leaders were actually satanic practitioners, even if they didn't know that they were. Because you can get possessed by the spirit of a satanic Ooh. practitioner and you don't even know that it happened. Um, insidious. Insidious. So she ended up, and if anybody, if anyone wants a wild ride, uh, Rebecca Brown's first two books where I believe he came to set the captives free. And then I think it was standing in the gap was her second one where she claimed that when she was a doctor, an MD, a woman who was a bride of the church of Satan came in and was receiving treatment. And it ended up being that her medical needs were actually just demonic possessions so Rebecca Brown helps her work through all of that and then gets unwittingly pushed into this world of spiritual warfare and werewolves begin to follow her. And, uh, oh, I did not see that coming. Yup. <laughs> oh yeah. There is an entire story of her trying to drive home at night and her car dying because a werewolf is in the middle of the road and then through the power of the devil shuts off the car and circles her and she survives because she starts praying and practicing spiritual warfare against the werewolf. I wish that I was, 
I wish that I was making this up. That is exactly how into satanic panic this woman got. And more. And further. Like, she really just drove it home. And then as anyone who starts to create their own sect, because at first she said, as all cult leaders do, we're just establishing a sect of this other religion, but like we're upping the ante. So no churches were as close to God as they needed to be in her mind. So then she and her husband established their own air bunnies, air bunnies church. It's not a, it's not a church compound. They established their own compound. Um, and start. I mean, in her defense, in her defense, none of the other churches were uh, teaching you how to defend yourself against werewolves. No, none of them were. None of them, because they didn't believe that they exist. And the reason that they didn't believe they exist was because uh, satanic emissaries had already implanted themselves in the church and taken over the minds and souls of the people in power to make them not believe that these things are real. That was the. That was That's the reason. Yeah, very unfortunate for them. Vampires, absolutely. Witches, of course. Um, so my stepmom, and then by extension, my dad, got really into that and her. So that became that became a whole thing. I I always forget how weird. It was until I'm having to tell it to other people. And then I'm like, oh my God, this shit really was insane. Like, what were we living in? And I just accept, I just accepted it. Um, I mean, yeah, as a child, you just roll with it. You just roll with it. Oh, well, my parents know. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Um, So... As a young child, and now my siblings and I, we refer to this era of our family's life as when when my stepmom went through the purge because they <laughs> got rid of everything that was deemed a cult in our house. They burned books. They threw things out. Um, we had to anoint our entire home with holy oil and the mark of the cross to close any potential doorways both spiritual and physical so that the devil could not come in and take a foothold um they got rid of i mean that doesn't sound like a bad idea anyway it it doesn't if it also sounds a lot like witchcraft though so it also sounds i know it's kind of like it's a little like the pot calling the kettle black, y'all. I mean, I don't really know if you understand this. And also, all of it was within the confines of very unhealthy, very controlling relationships. So, like, that's the thing. It's not everyone's healthy and and open and functioning and, you know, do this if if you feel that you need to. Or, like, when you are doing a wit witchcraft ritual my speech impediment almost came out when I said that um you know where it's something simple where you're just like hey I need to you know move on from this I need to unattach from this thing or I need to like let it go or use it as some sort of psychological element like 
she was nuts. Also, like, just to the point of paranoia. To the point of yeah, like complete and total paranoia about the outside world. She would. She and my dad on weekends would go and. Rebecca Brown said that, you know, when you would see like busted CDs or cassette tapes on the side of the road because it's litter and it's just trash, people throw them out or they threw them away. But then when the dump truck did the trash, like the bag ripped and so CDs like flopped out and broke and stuff like that. Um, Rebecca Brown said that those were actual intentionally left there by satanic church members because they had recorded curses and spells on them and then they throw them out onto the street and they fall down and become litter so that when people who try to pick them up to clean up streets touch them then that curse is then put onto them so my dad and my stepmom on the weekends would go around with a bag and those that little like plastic trash picker upper so that they wouldn't actually touch anything and a spray bottle full of holy water and they would spray the CDs and the tape to break the curse and then they would throw them away. So that was a fun like family activity. Um and the, it just became a whole thing where because my stepmom and my dad Mostly my stepmom became really, really, really paranoid about the outside world. Then it turned into a lot of isolation. Um, and she was also incredibly abusive in other areas. So the religious part of it just became enveloped in this big other. Everybody who's not us or I deem inappropriate, you have to stay away from. Ah. Then what ended up happening, being super fun, she turned it around onto me and my other siblings as well, that we were bringing in demonic possession and demonic entities based on, insert, whatever thing we seemingly did wrong in her eyes, because a person who's abusive is never rational in what they do right. like that's that's not the issue the issue is their need for power and control over a situation not actions by any other person um so then that became a whole thing and later on in the show i will i like in subsequent episodes i can completely tell you about the time that i had an exorcism performed on me because that was really fun um <laughs> oh my god i know Oh. It, was, it was me like straight up taylor swift it's me hi i'm the problem um <laughs> so that's that's for another time but all of this to say that i didn't experience living in a haunted house but i experienced being raised in this very strange you you lived with a haunted person. I lived with a haunted person uh, and this very strange pseudo-religion, cult-adjacent world. And as a child who was naturally very curious, um, I 
you know, as I got older and as I started like realizing that she was full of shit, it made me question what is all of this stuff and this whole world that she's like trying to keep me from. So I became an adult and then I started reading about basically everything that I was never allowed to read about in my super young formative years. Um, And I ended up just sort of, you know, I had my rebellious phase and then I ended up just sort of like rubber banding away from everything I grew up being familiar with. And I just started reading about like anything (laughs) non-Christian that I could get my hands on, any sort of philosophies that were non-Christian, any sort of like pagan practices that were non-Christian, because I knew that I had to unlearn a lot of things and a lot of the environment that I had been raised in because I knew that that wasn't true. So I started just exploring and thinking like, well, you told me no. And the reason you told me no was dumb. So I'm just going to keep moving in this other direction. And that's kind of how I ended up really getting into this whole world is I just started researching and immersing myself in areas that seemed really, really interesting to me. And a lot of that just ended up being, I mean, I love history. My degree is in anthropology with a focus in museum studies. I adore history and a lot of, there's a lot of history that's spooky and a lot of it that's haunted. And I, you know, I think for me, it became an outlet to be more of myself and find everyone else who is weird and counterculture and all of the most amazing people in the entire world. Because anyone I've ever met who is super into like the spooky shit are the coolest people that I've ever met in my life. And I don't feel weird when I'm around them. Absolutely. Every time. Yeah. So I think that's, that's been my whole goal is just find the people that I don't feel weird around and be friends with them. And that, landed me yeah you got you got to build your weirdo yeah, tribe you got to build your weirdo tribe so that's that's kind of how I came at it and then I ended up I did actually end up working in a haunted location um it was a restaurant the building's been around since the 1800s but we all had never anything malicious but just weird inexplicable things happen that all of us experienced like there was this one back hallway that occasionally would just smell like pipe tobacco obviously it's a restaurant there's no smoking that is allowed in there um right and it had been a smoke shop for a really 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 long time also one of the former it was a department store for a little while and the owner's father elderly father um he would smoke a pipe and he was in the shop all the time he you know he was just there um so we were always kind of like and everybody had that experience of like why does it smell like pipe tobacco back here like this is weird there was one time in the middle of a lunch rush everyone could hear a phone ringing just like faintly in the background every tables would be like is someone's cell phone going off 
we checked the office to see if it could have been like lo- like um like an echo. Nope. Nothing. Mm-hmm. There was no explanation for why it would sound like a like a phone ringing. Um cuz it wasn't like a cell phone like iPhone ringtone. It was like an old time with the bells telephone. Um we, we would routinely see, like, out of the corner of our eye, like, a woman standing at the front of the restaurant when the restaurant was very much closed. And we would look up to be like, excuse me, like, did we forget to lock the door or, like, something like that? And she would be gone. Um, so right. stuff like that, too. And I was I was just kind of like, well, I mean, that tracks. It's an old building. That makes sense. You You were here first. You know, respect. As long as you don't mind us, like, running our restaurant, right. feel free. Do do what you will. So that was my very long-winded story of how I, how I ended okay. up in this. It was very interesting. I don't, I don't how mind. How I ended up in this world. I, like, I feel like that's the way it goes a lot of the time, though, when you have, like, really controlling parents who are trying to, like, force you down one path. It's just almost always... They end up going the other exactly. way. Exactly. As soon as they exactly. Can. The more you the more you tell someone that something is forbidden, not any reason, not any explanation, not any like, hey, these are you know, doing something like this could be dangerous or whatever. Like, of course the kid was going to want to explore that. And, you know, in my case, it was very getting out of a really unhealthy, really toxic environment and then being like, how do I make sense of the world? And right. I, you know, made sense of it by doing all of the things that were forbidden. <laughs> and some of them did not, <laughs> some of them did not stick. And some of them did like my interest yeah. slash obsession in weird stuff that stuck, that stuck hard. Good. Good. I'm glad because otherwise I would still just be sitting around waiting for somebody to do this podcast with me. Well, we can't have that. Right? Mm-hmm. The world needs to know. We have to talk. Um, well, this is fun. How do you, do you feel a little less nervous now that we're in A little it, bit, yes. Now that we're doing it? I'm feeling a little better. We're in the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. It's good. Well, you sound very natural. Thank you. You do too. Is there anything else you want our scores of listeners to uh, know about you? <laughs> um, what else? I mean, I'm sure that I'm going to have some innumerable other weird things that I say or talk about or like oh, shit that I don't even think about. That I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember that other time. Um, right. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. I'm really excited to have people listen to us and share in our spooky, supernatural, true crimey experiences. Um, And so I guess I would just say that. Hello, everybody. And I think I can speak for both of us when I say that our goal is to just create a really fun, entertaining atmosphere and community where we're all kind and open and accepting of each other and aren't dicks just don't be a dick yeah we're trying our best you know we're trying our best here yeah 
That's, I mean, that's kind of my general rule for life in general. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Everybody's dick. trying. Everybody's trying. Hey, man. Life's hard. We're doing our best. Right? We don't need to make um, things worse for each other. And my feelings get hurt really easily, so don't leave bad reviews. Yeah, we we are not just two girls who scare easily. We are also two girls who are sensitive and will cry easily. So, yeah, just And we're adorable. Nice. It would be a shame to make us cry. Yeah. I don't want to cry. It's going to... It takes me forever. On the days that I do wear eye makeup, it takes me forever to get it right. And if I cry and I ruin that, come on. Come on. Don't. Right, because then... Don't put that on me. Then it's sad followed by angry. Yes, because I have not mastered... I have not mastered eyeliner. I don't... I can't... I can't get it. I tried the other day. It just kept getting, like, progressively bigger and bigger. And then it was horrible. And I just washed it all off. And I thought, you know what? I'm never doing this again. Yeah. So I guess that's all. That's all I have to say. What about you? I feel like yeah. I just talked a lot. Did I just talk too much? Was that me? No. No, you're good. The whole point, I'm pretty sure the whole point of a podcast is to talk a bunch. So. I guess. I don't think I have anything to add other than send us your spooky stories. Uh, we have an email at twogirlswhoscareeasily.com. Uh, it's the number two. Yeah. Is it I'm really excited to Is it Gmail or what? Um It's Gmail. Oh nice. So two girls who scare easily at gmail.com. Awesome. The number two. And yeah. can they find us on any social media platforms? They can find us on Instagram. I know we don't have anything posted really yet. I don't remember what the thing is. <laughs> And but I don't remember will. what the handle is. It's some. It's either two girls who scare easily, or it's like the abbreviation two G W S E. Where can we I'll look, look it that up. up? I'll have it for next okay. time. Okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be great. And when we'll actually have to post things. Now we're putting it out there, so we're gonna have to be held accountable. Exactly. Okay, yes. I just looked it up. It is two girls who scare easily with the number two. There's nothing posted there yet, but there will be. But there will be. There will be. We're Hopefully, gonna... by the time this actually gets published, we'll post something. Yeah. And, oh, that means I'm going to have to take more pictures of myself. Maybe this will be Probably. an effective therapy exercise that I get more comfortable in front of of a camera maybe yes we'll see i mean or i guess you i'll just have stop, to you just stop caring it'll be or fine. i just or i just stop caring sarah says that i that she's just gonna sneakily take pictures of me when she thinks i'm not looking oh good i'll text her and tell her to send her because apparently she's like katie that's the only that's the only way to do it that's the only way to do it without <laughs> you making a weird face and you know what? She's right. It's true. <laughs> She's right. I witnessed this when we went out dancing last night. It's very true. It was good. Um, I mean, maybe that's just our thing. Maybe we just make weird faces. Yep. We yeah. do. It's just my face. I can't help it. I don't know. It's just my face. 
You say, hey, look over here, and I'm gonna do something. Bleh. Which is the technical term. I don't hate it. Well. Yeah. Send us your spooky stories, or just a, hey, hi, how you doing? And follow us on social media. Oh, yeah. And I guess if you are also a fan of uh, science fiction slash fantasy slash, you know, maybe some romance novels, who knows? We haven't delved into that, but myself and my co-host like reading them. Uh, You can listen to the podcast Two Girls and a TARDIS. And we are on Spotify and Apple and Amazon and Podbean. So, um, give us a listen, you know, see if it's your, see if it's your cup of tea. It's just a deep dive rewatch of Doctor Who, starting from the reboot, because I'm, I'm Doctor Who obsessed. I've listened to your intro episode and episode one. Uh, I have to say you hooked me when you said that the doctor has big dick energy. (laughs) That got me. (laughs) Cause he does. Cause because the doctor has big dick energy. You were not wrong. Um, I had just never heard him describe that way, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Yay! Okay, well, if you want to hear Doctor Who described like that, then give uh, give the podcast a listen. And that's my shameless plug. So, yeah. um... I guess that's cool. a good, uh, good place to end it for today. It is a great, yeah, that is a great place to end it. I don't really know how we'll sign off. I'm sure we'll figure that out. But thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye.